From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. My name is Brad Hammond, and today I have Kathy from Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition. Kathy, it's really nice to have you on. Hey, thank you very much for reaching out. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's discussion. So can you tell me who are you and what does your organization do? Yeah, Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition is a nonprofit with the goal of inclusively growing the tech ecosystem here in Milwaukee, both to drive long-term economic prosperity, but also create life-changing opportunities for individuals. And so we're a member-based organization. We have 125 organizations currently working with us to scale this mission collectively. Very cool. And uh, what's your story? How did you get into this? An odd and twisty story, as most people's are, if we're honest about it. So I had a very long career at IBM. So I had almost 30 years, led about half billion dollar businesses there. But one of the things as I was in our services business that I saw happening is we were essentially implementing AI on one side of the world. And as we were doing that, we were letting employees go. And then we were trying to hire unicorns on another side. And I just believe there was a better way. I believed we could take and upskill people through that journey and take advantage of all their knowledge that they had of the organization and the processes, et cetera, along the way. So I went back to school way late in my career and got my master's in workforce and talent development. During that period of time, I did a ton of volunteer work in the community, talking about AI and the changing nature of work, but also volunteering for what was the predecessor to the Tech Hub. It was a community grassroots organization. I, after my master's, I actually went back to IBM for a little bit, working on their future work strategy and other items, and then went to Accenture and helped clients as they were going through digital transformation to bring that talent along with it. But during that process, Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition was formed as a nonprofit. And I brought in Accenture as one of the founding members. And as I was speaking about this publicly around the initiative, the recruiting firm said, would you think about being the CEO? And here I am. But I'm very passionate about it because it really drives economic prosperity. And if we do this well, it sets the whole region up for success over the long term, which makes a huge impact. Very excited to be here. Very cool. So you have obviously a lot of members and very familiar with entrepreneurship, growing a company, growing an organization. What advice do you have for other entrepreneurs out there that are maybe growing a company or growing an organization? Yeah. So first of all, having come from Accenture and IBM, right, 400,000 plus employees and starting, actually starting a nonprofit is exactly the same as starting any other organization. And you have to be doing everything from setting strategy, doing product validation. What am I going to be? What am I going to do? How am I going to make you to keep the lights on? And at the same time, you're everything. You're a Microsoft administrator one day and talking to a bank another. You literally are trying to do it all. I think one of the things that I always tell entrepreneurs is fall in love with the problem that you're trying to solve and be passionate about the problem. As long as you're doing that, A, it'll give you the fuel 
that you need in order to work the 80 plus hour weeks that it takes, honestly, to be successful as an entrepreneur. And the second thing it does is if you fall in love with what you're trying, the problem you're trying to solve is it allows you to be very targeted and prioritized, but it also allows you to pivot and not get too hung up on what you're selling and what your solution is, but rather how you know you can incorporate that feedback to how you best solve the problem. So to me, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice is keep focused on the problem that you're trying to solve. I love it. Content in LinkedIn is becoming a huge piece of business. What role does that play in what you're doing? Yeah, and as we started the Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition, we were fortunate there was some early press, et cetera. Um, not all firms have that. Not all startups have that. You're kind of like, look at me. So content does a couple of things. First of all, it gives you credibility. It provides your ability to be seen as a thought leader, et cetera. So that development of both your personal brand as and leaning on that personal brand, as well as the organizational brand to be that subject matter expert is one of the things you can do. Content also drives SEO and people can find you, et cetera. So that's also important. LinkedIn, though, also is just an amazing tool, like you reached out, I think, by LinkedIn for connecting with interesting people that may be able to help you. And what I have found is you can reach out to just about anyone and ask for 15 minutes and say, as long as you're targeted, right, and here's what I'd like to get out of that 15 minutes, most people will accept it. And so we were able to very quickly scale Milwaukee Tech Hub Coalition from the initial six members to 125 plus because of that ability and a lot of LinkedIn outreach and really just a, an offer to sit down with them and learn more about what they're doing and how we might be able to help and leaving it at that. And people give you the time. I love that. What is one thing you wish you had known when you first became CEO that you know now? When I think about one thing that I wish I had known, obviously I understood the role of the board as a fiduciary, et cetera. What I don't know that I understood as well is that they are really allies there to help advance your goal and mission and that they all bring unique skill sets, relationships, et cetera. And if you do this, you take advantage of the uh, them and their backgrounds, et cetera. So that's one thing I wish I had known. Love it. If you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice before becoming CEO, what would it be and how would it change your approach? My career path was not a straight line. Many people come out of school and they think about progressing grades. And so it looks like your trajectory is supposed to be always step upwards. The reality is most people's careers are much more windy. And I actually think that really lends itself to whether you're doing board work or whether you're a CEO, because you have exposure to a lot more content. So the fact that you've been in multiple functional areas or even multiple sub-industries, et cetera, give you a breadth of experience that you need as a CEO to be to be successful. So you should know enough to be able to write, ask the right questions 
And so if I were going back in time, I wouldn't stress about the windy role or role roles that you might have, but rather as long as you're learning and expanding your capabilities and portfolio of skills, in the end, you'll be well, you'll do well. And if you could offer one piece of advice to your industry, your space as a whole, what would that be and why? One of the things that we focus on is building the tech talent, the diverse tech talent pipeline. And oftentimes people are like, just go tell me where to go fish to go find the talent. I'm like, wait a second, let's all look at the data and the data indicates, right? There's a very low unemployment rate. The pipeline that's coming out of our colleges is not even going to fill up our retirees. And so you have to be looking at non-traditional talents and sources and building talent within your organization. And the other thing that goes along with that is we all want the tech industry to be more diverse. Well, the reality is that is the route to making a much more diverse tech talent pipeline is to look through non-traditional upskilling, reskilling pathways, et cetera. So that's one piece that I think every organization needs to understand. Awesome. 